Ladies, gentlemen, welcome to another episode. <laughs> I'm OD for that, huh? <laughs> hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing uh, wrong with that at all. You know, I, I'm liking our intro, but I just want to remix it up a little bit. You got the show. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? What up, what up, what up? <laughs> yeah, welcome to another Funky Fresh episode, as Shine would like to call it, of the I Got Sense podcast, where you can do what, Shine? You can get down and chill, baby. You got to chill. <laughs> so what you saying over there, man? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is what you trying to say, <laughs> my brother. Go ahead and let the people know what they can get from this podcast. Man, you can come over here and get some funky, fresh, meaningful, constructive content that's going to add value to your life. That's what we're doing over here with financial literacy, dropping knowledge, baby. That's it. Simple as put. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are happy to be here. We got the nice view in front of us. Um, if you hear, what if you hear some kids, some cars driving by? We just kind of just sitting enjoying this nice sunny day. So, so what? Oh, I thought you were saying something. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I can say something. It's Go all ahead, love man. out here in Southern California, man. We out here in what they call coastal San Pedro, Pacific Palisades, enjoying the beautiful weather out here. It don't get no better than this right here in Southern California. The Southern Cali Dog Pound. Up in the house. <laughs> Somebody put some West Coast gin and juice in your water. With man. You've been real West Coast today. Man, I'm West I'm officially West Coast, man. I've been out here since 2005. Ooh, that's it. I've been out here since 1992, since I was out my mama womb. Oh, you got a little bit of time on me. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, again, welcome to the next episode. Oh, I'm sorry. Welcome to another episode of the I Got Sense podcast. Today, we got a good topic for you. We're going to dive right into the Boca today's conversation, yeah. Um, man, before we hopped on the mic, uh, Shine and I were talking about pushing the culture. Yes, we hear that a lot nowadays, don't we? Everybody is advancing the culture, pushing the culture, but is that what's really going on? You know, I like to throw them dramatic pauses in there. Yeah, I see. I see. <laughs> Got to make sure everybody on their tippy toes, they P's and Q's. But yeah, we're talking about pushing the culture versus cultural predators. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's who I keep my eyes on. I keep my eyes on those uh, predators because I am Shia Simmons, the I Got Sense Investment Advisor, and I'm out here trying to guide you all in the right direction, and I don't want anything in exchange except for to see you succeed because when you succeed, there's more people that's up on my level that can join the network. I feel like that coin drop is sounding better and better each episode. I love that coin drop, man. man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Anytime and you hear that coin drop, just remember a key or perhaps a coin of a key, mm-hmm. a tip has been provided. Dropping gold nuggets. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, one of the directions that we were wanted to take that we wanted to take this conversation is in regards to creatives, um, you know, us being creatives here with the I Got Sense podcast and preparing ourselves to leverage our creative ability when it comes to negotiating contracts with conglomerates or larger corporations who would like to collaborate and work with us 
and not allow us to work for them and produce content for them. Uh, we, we were basically just talking about contract negotiations and what that looks like for creatives, whether you're in the music industry, movie, movie or entertainment industry. Um, but just pretty, pretty much any sort of creative work. So with that being said, Sean, what's, what's some input that you got on that there, brother? Well, um, ownership. Mm. We're hearing ownership a whole lot nowadays. And with that ownership, um, when you start pulling the curtain back, um, you find out um, a lot of times that the devil's in the detail. And we've seen it time and time again. Um, going all the way back to uh, when we first got out of slavery. Um, the laws um, that are built around um, business, um, you have to really pay attention to the detail because you might, in fact, be the creative uh, the creative artist. Uh, you might um, be the originator of uh, the content, mm. but do you own it? And that's what we want to talk about today. Um, you know, advancing the culture or are you dealing with a bunch of cultural predators? Mm. So it sounds like there's a fine balance of need to have the creative ability as well as the business acumen to maintain ownership of your creative ability and to reap the rewards and benefits from it financially. Right. Definitely. Um, and um, a lot of things that I've talked about um, when I was going through um, uh, undergraduate school and also graduate school was looking at um, all the different races and how everyone um, has been advancing financially and um, the African-American uh, race and community always uh, seeming to be two steps behind everyone. And um, I think in the past, we've also talked about um, the uh, whole natural resource thing. Everyone has somewhere to go back to. They have a motherland to go back to. Um, to draw from those natural resources. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like the foundation of where their business um, growth and uh, wealth accumulation comes from. Do we really have that in the African-American community? We really don't. Um, mm -hmm. We don't know our motherland, um, even though we know of the history of Africa. So where does our creativity come from? It comes from just out of our heads, out of our minds. Yeah. The music, the art, the entertainment. We have always been able to create something out of nothing and make that a uh, dollar out of 15 cents. That's yeah, a true expression of ourselves. Uh oh, you hear that? You got the chill. Oh, shoot. Sean, I yeah. forgot to bring us in the right way, my brother. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am your co host, Andre. I have with me here the man, the myth, the legend, with years of financial experience. Cheyenne Simmons. Hey, 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 it's Cheyenne Simmons. I got Sense Investment Advisor, and we're back again with another funky, fresh episode. There it is. I, I accidentally uh, got people laughing at you. My apologies. Man, that's okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with everybody laughing at me. So if you're new to this channel, again, what we focus on is the I Got Sense perspective. We teach you how to make money, make your money, make money for you. Another dramatic pause. You hear a lot of those during this podcast, and so make sure you're paying attention. I'm so, paying yeah, let's, attention. Let's dive right back into what you were saying. You were talking about the motherland and having um, resources, and then you dove directly into um, where does our creativity come from? And essentially, it's an expression of who we are. So, we're able to really pivot and create things as a culture. Um, but the goal is to remain the owner of the creative elements that we provide and capitalize and make 
financial gains off of it, not allow other people to make financial gains off of it. Right. And make meaningful financial gains in perpetuity. That's the difference. And that's what I'm talking about. If you look at our history going all the way back to slavery, as the story goes, we came up with soul food by um, being creative with the scraps that the master didn't want. Mm. And now in 2020, look at it now, soul food restaurants, one of the biggest categories that everyone loves. That's facts. Everybody want to create a fried chicken sandwich nowadays. Exactly. Everyone loves, you know, the oxtails. Mm. Everybody want the hot water uh, cornbread. They all want that. But when you look at the soul food restaurants, um, do we really own it? Or is there somebody in the background that has finagled all the paperwork and all the legalities and they're really the owners and they just have someone that look and walk and talk like us as the face of the business? So, so let's dive into this. What does this look like being the owner? What are some steps that we have in place to do so? Oh uh, well, well, definitely you have to not uh, go for the uh, carrot that's being dangled in your face, and that's kind of what gets us each and every time because most of us are coming from humble beginnings. Uh, most of us want to get on, as we say. Uh, we uh, need some money in our pockets because we're trying to eat also. So oftentimes, um, from a legal standpoint, the folks that do have the capital, they see the value in what we're doing, um, our, our artistic creativities, and they show up really, really quick and fast. And they may make an offer that sounds like a lot of money on the surface. But when you look at it from a long-term perspective, you're pretty much getting robbed blind. Mm. It's, it's, it's uh, interesting that you mentioned that. Um, I feel like that happens a lot uh, in the music industry. In fact, a lot of artists share their stories, especially now that they've gotten older, you know, what they would have done differently with that first deal or how they would have approached it, whether they would have gone into it and made it more of a collaborative effort. Forgive me, I don't know the proper terminology for it, um, but a lot of artists nowadays strive to be more independent and work with inter- work with larger conglomerates or larger corporate or larger um what do you call them uh music um conglomerates conglomerates yeah, yeah I, I understand exactly what you're saying and and we were talking about this a little before the uh podcast got started that it's ironic that um in 2020 we're talking about black lives matter and we're talking about um righting a lot of wrongs and getting our equitable share in American society. Um, however, we uh, tend to see a whole lot of uh, the old heads doing the same thing to our young and up, uh, upcoming artists and uh, um, most viable um, entertainers um, and performers nowadays. They're putting them in these crazy uh, contractual obligations just like um, white folks did us for centuries. Mm-hmm. That's wild, isn't it? It's crazy. It's crazy how each and every artist, uh, as they come out of the shoot, like we just talked about, they want to get on. Um, They are impressed with uh, the notoriety. Um, You know, a million dollars sounds like a whole lot to them. But if they come out with some content that they created in their bedroom at the age of 17 or 18, and now it's gone viral, and it's had 35 million likes, and then someone comes along and say, hey, I want to sign you to my label. Hey, I want you to come under my management. Uh, Don't worry about anything. We're just going to give you this advance right here for $500,000. You do what you do, and we'll take care of the business side of it. When you, cultural predators, boy. Yes. Watch out for them. Exactly, and it's not just people with light skin either. Mm. It's us doing the same thing to us. 
And it's not only in the music industry. There's also stories that I've heard. You know, I'm a I'm an avid listener of the Joe Budden podcast. Shout out to the whole squad over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were talking about their whole deal with Spotify and how you know they've been number one on their platform platform being Spotify for a long time now. You know, you got people like Joe Rogan who just signed multi million dollar deals, and I don't know the fine details of their contracts and whatnot. But according to Joe Budden and his squad, they was talking about how they basically didn't reap any of the benefits um, that their podcasts had produced in terms of results for Spotify. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's just uh, a situation where we really got to be mindful of the contractual obligations that we decide to agree upon when we work with larger companies and companies that portray themselves as for podcasts or for creatives as a whole. Right. Yeah. And I, and I don't, I don't mean to uh, uh, diminish uh, what um, white society has done to us as far, as far as taking um, the rights um, and, and, and legal ownership of our content. Um, but it's more prevalent nowadays to see us doing it to each other, especially with the way we uh, uh, came up with hip hop and kind of created it out of nothing. We really didn't know the business side of it. And now you hear everything about, uh, you know, the publishing rights and um, all the other ways that the money is uh, cut up and divided mm-hmm. when you come up with the creativity. It's the artist that ends up uh, being the art person out. They get the least amount of money, and then you see all these other folks that are involved in the process. They end up generating um, all kinds of wealth, and then they can pass that wealth on um, to their family, whereas you're left behind and you just got that one lump sum amount of money because you were just hungry to get in the game and you really didn't have the mindset to think long term. And, you know, that's why I really, really have a, a, a large level of respect for Master P. My main man. <laughs> My main man. I should have queued up some Master P for the soundboard today. My Master P is the number one guy I look to as the blueprint and gold standard for doing your own thing and remaining independent and going back and taking a look at the fine print and making sure you own everything. And I can remember um, listening to him somewhere um, about four years ago mm-hmm. when he talked about when he was first offered a contract by uh, Jimmy Iovine, mm-hmm. I believe. And uh, he said Jimmy Iovine didn't know him from nowhere. Right. Um, but he took a meeting with him, and as soon as he met with him, within 10 minutes, Jimmy Iovine offered him a million dollars for whatever uh, music he was doing at the time or to sign him to a label. Mm-hmm. And Master P went on to talk about how uh, him and his brother, C. Murder, um, got in an argument because his brother wanted him to take the deal. He was like, man, we could, you know, we could, we, we can take this million dollars. We can be rich. We can go back and uh, buy up the whole hood. We can take care of everybody. With just a million dollars. With just a million dollars. And <laughs> and so now this, uh, I would imagine this would have had to be back in the mid-90s. Yeah. Early so, on in his career. Yeah, so a million dollars meant a whole lot more back then. But the one thing that Master P said and what came to his mind that really stuck with me was he turned to his brother in the middle of them arguing and fighting about him not taking that million dollars. And Master P said, man, this dude don't know me from nobody. If he offered me a million dollars, what you really think I'm worth? That part. That part right there. And and that, and that's the and that's the dilemma that we have 
as a race of people, because we come from such humble beginnings, we oftentimes focus on the short term um, carrot being dangled in front of us. And and, and when we focus on that, uh, we ultimately uh, end up not paying attention to the devil, the detail in the de- uh, what am I trying to say? The devil in the details. Yeah. And, um, you know, these guys go back and they write up all these contracts. And basically, when you take a look at the uh, contract and then you see how the money is sliced up and who gets ongoing um, royalties off the uh, the art that you create, you see that you don't get a whole lot out of it. And you got the short end of the deal and you're basically in modern day slavery. Yeah. um, And to that point, just to provides a a personal life experience that I had, you know, I took a meeting with someone who had offered me an opportunity to come and produce video content, um, under their brand. Uh, those of you who don't know, I do own my own video production, uh, company currently. And, and what's the name of that company? Go ahead and do a (laughs) shameless plug, man. The name of the company is K-I-L-E-E Creations. That's K-I-L-E-E Creations. Right, right. I just had to let that uh, car drive by again. We just, you know, kind of chilling out here outside enjoying the breeze. But yeah, we specialize in creating uh, video content, socially engaging, inspirational content for faith-based brands, as well as fitness brands, wellness brands, mm-hmm. uh, and whatnot. So uh, enough about me, or enough about my, my, my business venture. But the moral of the story was that I took a meeting with someone that hadn't quite built their company and I had already started building mine. Um, long story short, the incentive was the fact that they were rubbing shoulders with a lot of people within the industry and they were to introduce me to these people. Um, being that we had an ongoing friendship and whatnot, I thought, I mean, you, you know, you're supposed to be my boy. Right. If, uh, you want to see me succeed as a boy, you know, name drop or introduce them to my right. work or, you know. And guide me in the right direction right. instead of trying to take ownership right. of me. And 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 I had no problem with uh, coordinating some sort of referral situation where you get a percentage of, you know, what I have to do, but it's not going to be 50. It's not going to be 40, 20 at max. Right. 12, 15. And that's being generous. Right. Because at the end of the day, I'm the one that's going to have to do the work and my work is going to be the one that makes them a reoccurring client. So um, long story short, I'm just very grateful and blessed that I had you in my corner to educate me on these things, as well as um, just the ability to communicate to them like, you know what? Let's provide, let's hear some alternative ideas. You know, let's do some contract work where, okay, if you want to utilize my services, you can subcontract me. We're collaborating. I'm Mm -hmm. still my own individual entity. The final product is under your umbrella, but I still own my business. You still own yours. I'm not an employee. I'm not looking to be an employee. I'm looking to be an owner. Exactly. And and at a bare minimum, if whatever work that you create, um, you are able to earn a percentage of that work in perpetuity and not just be limited to that one-time upfront advance payment they give you. Right. Absolutely. And I and and I have the I have similar stories just like that too. Um, before you and I decided to do the podcast, mm-hmm. um, and and we've talked about this in the past, where I had several opportunities 
um, to do a radio national radio show. Mm-hmm. Uh, shows do um, a weekly four minute segment, as well as going to uh, some um, iconic national uh, websites and have a column on there as a financial advisor. Right. Um, in each one of those instances, um, the presentation and proposal had more so to do with my platform has an audience of 11 million. Uh, we reach this many millions of people and you're going to be famous. And then once you get famous, after that, you can build your brand and make your money that way. But in the meantime, I'm going to sign you up under me and I own all your content and the rights to you. And I have a say so of how your brand is built. You know, what's funny about that. They said you're going to be in front of this large audience and you're going to be famous. How can I be famous when everything that I've done has your name on it? Bro, that's that's all I heard when you explained that. Hey, well, you already know me. I'm not. Yeah, even, I'm, I'm, we on the same page. Yeah, I'm not even. I'm not trying to be in the show. I'm trying to own the show anyway. Right. So, um, fame and notoriety that has never That's, been an appeal to me anyway. Yep. So you know, I shot all of those opportunities down. And like you and I have talked about, I would rather start small, just like you and I are doing here, just like Master P um, did, and kind of finding our own way and building our brand. But ultimately owning the rights to everything we have mm-hmm. so that if any meaningful income come out of what we've, we, we're creating here now, that's going to be wealth that we generate and own and keep ourselves and then pass on um, to our own families. Absolutely. And not necessarily have someone who has absolutely nothing to do with the culture, absolutely nothing to do with the uh, uh, efforts and uh, sweat equity it took to create all, create all the content, mm-hmm. but somehow they own 80% of what we're doing that's absurd. I mean, if that's the case, then I might as well just go complete a resume, submit a resume, and get hired as an employee. Exactly. Exactly. Which and there's nothing wrong if that's what you're comfortable with doing. There's nothing wrong with it at all. And I'm I'm not even trying to diminish the fact that uh as you share knowledge, you should be able to get compensated. I'm not saying anyone should do all of this stuff for free. Right. We're talking about the cultural predators that come in and take advantage of your um, naivety. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't know any better. You're young, you're hungry, and you just want to get on. And that's where everybody gets taken care of. And it's so prevalent in hip hop and in the music industry. Yeah, that's a industry where fast money seems to be the appeal and not long term big money. Right. Which I'm not going to lie over the years. It ha- <clears throat> excuse me. Over the years, the culture has shifted in that regard. And people have definitely started to figure out ways to still grow and benefit mm-hmm. off of their own efforts rather than, you know, working with someone else and then them taking the larger pieces of the pie. And there's also nothing wrong with collaborating with these larger corporations. No, nothing, nothing at all. But like I said, they take it. They did, What's taken advantage of is your lack of information and your lack of not knowing Mm -hmm. how to do it and what's involved. And you know, our entire system um, is based on capitalism and the backbone of capitalism is all these legalities. And so they hide everything in the fine print. The devil in the details. The devil in the details, the copyrights and um, what's the other thing? Uh, The patents and all those little unique things. And no, I, I was the one that went over and I published it and no, they get credit for writing and then he gets the credit for the hmm. producing and before you know it um don't talk way, about advances exactly <laughs> and the advance is really a, a just a pair of handcuffs because hmm. now the only way the artist can
can make any money is to keep going on the road and doing shows. That's where all that cash come from. And yep. it's, it's unfortunate that you make uh, some uh, great content that sells, you know, millions and millions of copies. And 20 years later, it's still generating millions of dollars for everyone else but you. That's absurd. And again, these are all just conversational keys that we provide in mm-hmm. informing you and inspiring you and encouraging you to be more aware when going into contract negotiations, regardless of which entity you're pursuing, whether it be media, entertainment, corporate, entrepreneurship, read, and, and, read and, and, the details. And, yeah, and, and if somebody shows up to you and before you even really get to know them and they really get to know you, if they start making offers to you already, that's a red flag for you to take pause. Yeah. Because you probably should go ahead and multiply whatever they offered you times 20 to come up with your true value. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if it's a larger entity coming to you with a million dollars cash, like we pay you today. Yeah, exactly. That should make you think, like, why are they so eager to give me this money now at this price? They see the value. And I see this a whole lot um, in the uh, uh, business industry is also is if they get you in the room and they make the pitch to you and they slide the number across the table, they've actually already cut the check. And you say, well, you know, I need some time to think about it. If they tell you, well, if you leave and don't make a decision now, this deal won't be available. You uh, won't won't be available anymore. Mm-hmm. That is definitely a sign for you to get up and walk away. Anytime somebody tells <laughs> trying you, trying to catch your bluff. That's yeah, what that is. If, yeah, they, they're calling your bluff and saying you have to accept this offer now, or else I'm pulling it off the table. Walk away. You know what I'm gonna do? What's that? I'm gonna pull it off the table for him. Give it to him. Walk away. That's that's what I would advise you. <laughs> Ooh, to do. I can't wait till we get into contract <laughs> negotiations with companies. Boy, it's gonna be some fun. Well, you know, I I, I do this already. Nah, that's why I'm excited. You know, and, but I'm over there selling those uh, billion dollar airplanes and stuff. So oh, I, that was I, a subtle flex. Yeah. Well, you know, I I <laughs> I, I have uh, more than twenty years of uh, experience as a, a, a certified contract nego- negotiator. Also, so um, that that that's kind of. Um, one of the uh, skill sets that I have also behind my um, um, financial uh, credentials and everything. You got the chill. <laughs> chill, baby. You're doing chill. a lot of flexing. I had to hey, play that. I, I'm, not, I'm not even <laughs> trying to flex, man. Nah, I know. I'm just teasing you. You know, I'm just, I'm just talking about how, and, and, and one of the main reasons I wanted to talk about um, this particular topic today mm-hmm. is like we talked about earlier. We're in the middle of the Black Lives Movement and we're demanding um, fair treatment and, uh, you know, our equitable share um, and trying to navigate away from the whole uh, oppression and slavery thing. Right. And we've fought this here battle for over 150 years now. And now that we're at this point here, we're looking back and we're seeing that some of our old heads and some of those who have came before us, now they're you know, they're doing the same thing. We're, right. we're doing it to each other now. It's the whole pimp game. And it goes back to that whole saying about the game is sold and not told mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. I mean, there's some truth and validity to that. But if you're a black person 
and you have kind of came up um, through the struggle and you've clawed your way to the top and then you turn around and then you you try to pimp everybody else coming behind you. Um, are you really advancing the culture or are you one of the cultural predators also? That's a really good point that you raised, Sean. And would you say that a lot of it too is just trying to reinvent what was done to them um, without the knowledge or awareness of how foul that that would be to do to another? Or would you say it's a combination of um, lack of awareness as well as awareness with malintent? I'd like to say that it's the lather. I I, I like to say that we don't know any better. All we really know is what we've experienced. And we've been hustled and played and pimped and taken advantage of so much. That's the business model we know. So once it happens to us, um, then we turn around and we do it to everyone else coming behind us. Mm -hmm. It's an unfortunate game, which is why it's really important to educate ourselves and to raise our awareness on good business and bad business practices. I mean, that's... I'm not going to say that's bad business practices from the business standpoint. If you're cutthroat businessman, then that's a good practice. But if you're a good business person with morals and values, that's not the way to go. Or if you're out here talking about advancing the culture. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're trying to be an iconic figure that has been a part of blazing our trail uh, forward. Yeah. Um, Then I'd like to think that you're not one of the ones out there, um, um, uh, pimping those coming behind you, and and I'm I'm working hard today, man. Not trying to actually mention a whole bunch of names, but man, I have a list longer than both my <laughs> arms of people that I can call out. But you know, on our podcast and just my whole personality um, altogether, um, I do not uh, use any type of public platform to uh to bash under, another one. Yeah, of us. I, I don't I don't I don't bash another one of us uh, under any circumstances at all. Not publicly. Now, when we go in the back room and close the door, I'll I'll let you know how I really feel. But I'm not going to use this platform to give fuel to others who don't look like us to parlay and further bash, you know, one of us. But I I don't want to I don't want to mention those names. But like I said, it's unfortunate that hip hop has given a lot of us the opportunity. It has enriched the whole a bunch of us. Um, however, that is the industry that I can look to and find an infinite number of circumstances where we're taking advantage of each other. And it's no different than the way um, white folks enslaved us, you know, 400 years ago. Absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the coffin there. Did I do it? I think you did it. Man, I, 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 I sound like I'm over here babbling, but I. Nah, you, you're talking that game. Talking I, them. Coins of well, knowledge. Well, I hope so. And so, uh, uh, all of this ties back to the whole um, I got sense perspective because, like I talked about when we first started this podcast, uh, I'm one of the guys that'll sit down and read the fine print. Right. I'm one of the guys that'll get there two hours early and I'll stay two hours after everybody else to make sure I'm prepared and understand and know where all the booby traps are. Fine. We go okay. We back, y'all. I'm okay. sorry. We had to pause a little bit. I warned y'all in the beginning that we was gonna have kids and noise because we had the views in front of us, but we had to relocate and take yeah, care I, of that. Give y'all a better listening experience. Yeah, I thought I was gonna have to uh, be <laughs> old Mister Johnson and go over there and yell at the kids to get off my grass. <laughs> <laughs> 
they was loud and loud. So again, forgive us for that. I did give y'all a good disclaimer though. So yeah. You know. But we we enjoying this Southern California weather, man. It doesn't get any better than this here. Hey, it's nice. It's real nice over here, especially since we right over them cliffs and them things over there. Exactly. And because I got sense, um, I've been able to uh, maneuver myself over here in this here community, this nice affluent community over here. And, um, and because I got sense, I was <laughs> smart enough to record the podcast in this. <laughs> it's not just man, we gonna we gonna do it together. We gonna come up together. Yes, and, sir. And one of the great things about uh, the podcast in general is um, we're, ta- we're 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 teaching people and showing people how to actually do it, how to get from where they are to where they want to be, instead of uh, focusing on um, any uh, type of gossip and mm. all those other types of things that you're going to hear on other podcasts. Um, we're not necessarily interested in bringing on somebody who already has hundreds of millions of dollars and them telling us how they did it 20 years ago. We want to talk directly to the people and share our experiences in the moment now about how to get to where you want to be. And talking about this here, uh, uh, cultural uh, predator uh, type stuff today and advancing the culture, these are one of the things that um, um, we were talking about um, before I had to run the kids off the grass mm-hmm. about um, not getting caught up into these legalities and uh, tied to these uh, uh, contracts where the first five or ten years of your career, you're basically uh, – enslaved to somebody else and they're making all the money off of your uh, original content. So Sean, I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. Today's episode, we've been talking about advancing or pushing the culture versus cultural predators, right? Mm -hmm. And we gave a lot of background and context and information on how to avoid cultural predators, what cultural predators are, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Let's give some people some good positive insight as to what some good ways of pushing or advancing the culture are what does that look like um uh can i can i refer back to uh master p yes you can i was I mean, gonna drop some master p on the track but i ain't got it loaded up t- take a take a look at <laughs> uh take a look at uh master p's uh, journey um from where he started mm-hmm. and where he is now and take a look at how along the way each and every time he learned something new, he was willing to go share that knowledge with um, others. Right. Even today, um, um, I don't know. I don't know most of the young folks today, but he was trying to help one of the uh, young rappers who who was a uh, hot recently here. Um, and him and the guy kind of fell out because he oh, asked the Kodak. guy. Yeah, I think Kodak. they repaired that though. I oh, think did they, they repair yeah, that? I think they revisited that and was able to work it out. Yeah, but I mean, that, truth be told, too. Uh, you know, I'm a one of my people that I really wish I had the opportunity to meet that I genuinely just look up to was Nipsey Hussle. And uh, right. as far as I know, Nipsey Hussle was getting a lot of tutelage from uh, Master P as well. So, Yeah, they did work together yeah. a lot. Yes, and, and, and even when um, I talked to some of the people uh, that represented uh, Nipsey Hussle, um, I uh, wasn't interested in charging them a fee just to give them basic information mm-hmm. about what they needed to do with the funds they already had. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm I'm more so about um, sharing the knowledge. I'm in a position now, though, where um, me uh, actually getting paid um, to share the knowledge is not that much of a, a issue anymore for right. me. 
Um, and, and but in no way am I saying others that have the knowledge shouldn't charge for it. But there's a fine line between being compensated for your expertise and then just outright um, shackling people up because they don't know any better. Right on. Yeah, I hear you on that one. That's that's definitely a key. Yeah. And so you, you definitely if you don't like to read. A change your mindset. You definitely need to read. If you are broke and you don't have any money and someone makes an offer to you, you need to go get a second opinion. Right. Get some other eyes and ears to listen. And if the person that's making the offer to you tell you you do not have an opportunity to go get a second opinion, that's a sure, sure sign that you shouldn't do business with them anyway. Absolutely. Man, you just, because you just reminded in, me of something. In any instance, in any instance, when they when it comes down to money and contracts and legalities, there's this thing called redlining. Yeah, have you ever heard of redlining? I haven't heard of that, but explain it to the people. Redlining. Well that is, there are two people, one on one side of the table, one on the other side of the table. The person on one side of the table, they draft up, they draft up the uh, legal contract. Mm-hmm. And then they provide it to you. Mm. Once they provide it to you, they don't tell you sign it now or the deals off the table. They give you an opportunity and that opportunity can be one day, three days, a week or so. But Mm -hmm. they give you the opportunity. Hey, let's walk away from the table. You go get with your legal representation or whatever uh, uh, people that advise you. You all take a look at it and anything in the contract you don't agree with or you want to change, you strike through it and you hand write in what you think the term should be or the way you think it should be tweaked. Right. And then you come back to me and provide that to me. And now I can take a look at it and say, yeah, or nay, or we can kind of go back and forth and negotiate that way. That's what the process of redlining is. But this whole notion that you get invited to a meeting and it's in a, a you know, a big giant corporate building <laughs> on the 90th floor and everything is bright and shiny and it's a whole bunch of people running around and you go into the big office with the big conference room table and they're just intimidating you and making you feel like you're a nobody and they're everything. Yeah. And they're, te- they, they, they're telling you, you have to sign and accept whatever I say here on the spot now. Not a good deal. Right. Every opportunity and every contractual um, agreement should give you the opportunity to go back and, and review that and redline it. You know what? Shout out to Joe Button, man. Joe Button at the JBP, the Joe Button podcast. The reason why I say shout out to him is because exactly what we're what you're sharing is a lot of what I've heard him share um, in regards to the podcast realm and working with larger corporations. It's dope to hear the insight from different people and it being you know along the same lines. So this being is consistent. this is exactly being consistent. It's really dope. Okay, well, first of all, I have to apologize that I barely know who he is. <laughs> It's all good. That's why I'm here to bridge the gap. I've never, <laughs> never heard his podcast before, but now that you've mentioned him quite a few times yeah. today, I'm definitely going to go back and check him out and see what he's all about. He sounds yeah. like he's a pretty sharp brother. That's also actually trying to advance the culture. Absolutely. Absolutely. The whole 
pushing the culture forward, advancing the culture, I definitely see. Yeah, that if he's sharing that, if he's sharing that kind of knowledge with, yeah. with with everyone and helping them not get uh shackled into uh, these here uh, contractual mm-hmm. obligations where um the uh, young artist is getting taken advantage of for the first few years or first few albums um of their career, then um I applaud and salute that brother. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's actually a. Retired artist himself, uh, rapper. Okay, okay. So uh, this, he know he yeah. know he he know from the inside yeah. of the game. Okay, exactly. gotcha, gotcha. Exactly. Man, I'm kind of embarrassed. I don't know who that is. I miss all good. I know you. <laughs> Real familiar with Man. the EPMD though. Man, I'm familiar with everybody up to about 1991. <laughs> wow, 1991. That was a year before I was born, Sean. Yeah, but then in 1991, while everybody else was uh, actually out there uh, uh, growing the hip hop. Yeah. Culture and what was you everything. doing? Brother, I told you I get up two hours early and I stay two hours late and I read through all the fine print. That's I, it. I was in I was in the books and I was in the boardroom over here handling this business. I didn't really get a chance to be out there at the block party and all the concerts and everything, but we each have a lane that we're in. This is my lane over here. That's why I'm the financial expert. That's why I'm the I Got Sense investment advisor because I've committed my life to this field over here. Well, with that big flex, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I'm going to take us out. <laughs> now nah, I'm just playing, <laughs> but I am going to take us out. Uh, we definitely appreciate you for tuning in today to another episode of the I Got Sense podcast. Now we are in, uh, we're, we're kind of in our second phase of the podcast. So mm-hmm. I know you have some fine print that we need to let the audience also know about. We, we definitely want you all to support us a little bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. We're trying to grow this thing. And so my brother Andre, he's going to help you all uh, get to where you need to be at to support us a little bit more. Yes, we would love for your assistance to grow. Our, we would love for you to assist us in growing our channel. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram. You can find us at I Got Sense Podcast. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. All you have to do is search the I Got Sense Podcast. Subscribe, like, comment, and share. And also, if you are interested in sharing any feedback on how this information has helped you, please do leave a comment on Instagram or YouTube. And if you're interested in asking any questions in hopes of them appearing to be answered on future episodes, feel free. I like how I changed up my voice right there. Yes, man. Everything you're saying sounds like we got our lawyers the right. <laughs> feel free to go ahead and drop that comment, too. You can also help. This is the last bit, I promise. You know, next one, it won't be so information heavy, but you can also help us grow our podcast by going on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review. This will help our podcast get to the top of the charts and grow and attract more viewers. Mm, I ain't, we ain't never made it this far into our intro. It got a whole little different hook at this point. Yeah, you like this here? It's, I it's like a little, that. I it's like a little funky fresh, as yeah, you like to say. Absolutely. Old school, baby. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, to the next episode. Peace. And we out of here. Peace. See y'all next time.